2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Now, brethren, now, brethren, uh, for the simple fact that he calls them brethren lets me know who he's talking to. That tells me who he's talking to. Now, I have heard, you know, I don't know if you're just trying to be friendly or what, but I've heard some Christian people call sinners, people out in the world, brother, call them brother and sister. They're not brother and sister if they're not in Christ. Amen. They have to be in Christ to be a brother or sister. And when he said brethren, he was not, this, these scriptures was not wrote to the general population. It was written to the church, to believers. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Let us pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your word. Thank you, God, that everything that we have, everything that we need, is found in the pages of your holy word. I'm asking today, Lord, that you would use this weak vessel, that which I am, help me to declare your word according to love and according to truth. God, that we may be better aware and understand of everything that's going on in this world today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen and Amen. I'd like to say, first of all, before I get started, uh, when I am dealing in prophecy uh, and talking about things of the second coming of God, uh, I do not require and I will not get upset if you do not agree with everything that I say and in my interpretation of this. Uh, as you have heard me say before, you can get ten preachers on the platform and you get to talking about eschatology, which is the study of last things. You won't have none of them to agree on every point. But I would ask that you would at least do some study and add some prayer and ask God to, to open your understanding so you will not be unaware. That's why I've titled this message today, Two Facts We Can't Ignore. Two Facts We Can't Ignore. Amen. Uh, first of all, if you study history, we'll find out that in, back in Paul's day, there was a group of people separated themselves from the main church. Huh. Let, let, let you know, there always have been uh, church splits. All the way back to the beginning, there's been, 
There's always been somebody think I can do something better, I can sing better, I can preach better, I can teach better, and get two or three people and go down the road and start their own church. That's been ever, ever since the beginning. And it comes from people, simply this, they're not willing to submit themselves to authority. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Don't look for no backpacking today. I won't be patting no backs. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a group of people separated from the main church, and they began to teach that the Lord had already come again. And it all been fulfilled. And there's only one thing you can say about that. It was false doctrine. It was false teaching. Hallelujah. So, number one, I've heard people today try to take this first part of these verses and, and apply to it well and say, well, you can't say that the day of the Lord is fixing to come. That is not what this verse is saying. That verse number one and two is talking about a group of people who lived 2,000 years ago who started preaching a message that Jesus had done return and come, amen, and had, all, had everybody upset, amen. Study history if you don't want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Understand all of that. It will tell you. He said, uh, 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 Now concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering to him, we ask you that you don't be soon shaken in mind or in trouble by spirit, by word, whether it be a letter from me or anybody else, that the day of Christ had come. Let no man deceive you. Now, uh, for that day will not come unless... And that's what I'm preaching to you about today. Two facts we can't ignore. Unless the falling away comes, and then number two, the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Hallelujah. Now the closing of this age and the issue and end of the kingdom age of Christ on this earth are issues which will affect everyone alive on the planet. Amen. Glory to God. When this transition begins, everybody that's alive and living when this, when this transition begins uh, to take place We've been living in, that you've only known one age. The age that you've known has, has been called the age of grace or the church age. And we have been living in that age for a little over 2,000 years. But the Bible tells us there's another age coming. It's the kingdom age. It's the age when all the sin and all the wickedness is, de is defeated, amen, and God will set up his kingdom and rule on this earth, amen, for the millennial reign or the thousand-year reign. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And so we know that's coming. And during the time of that transition, from the time we're living now until the transition of the kingdom age that Christ issues in, it's going to affect everybody living on the planet. Hallelujah. Don't think it's not going to affect you because it will affect you if you are alive and breathing and living. 
It won't matter what country you live in. It won't matter what language you speak. It won't matter what color you are. What I'm talking about you is going to hit everybody smack on. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm saying when this thing transpires, hallelujah, it's going to get right in your face. Hallelujah. And it's already started. I said it's already started. It ain't going to be five years down the line, ten years down the line, fifty years down the line, or a hundred years down the line. The process of change has already been put in motion. It's already been put in motion. Hallelujah. What a... But when, how, what are the signs? And is it possible for us to know these things? Everybody's asking this today. Is it possible to understand about when and how and everything about that? Hallelujah. Amen. First off, and and please bear with me. I am doing what you have heard me say before, a phrase, I'm doing a little uh, preaching this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. First off, there are many subjects which have been misapplied, misquoted, and simply just pulled out of context in God's Word. Hallelujah. Do you hear what I'm saying to you today? This book, these 66 books, has got many things recorded in them that people have misplied them, they've misquoted them, and simply pulled them out of context to make it believe something that they believe or want to believe or makes them feel better about themselves. Glory. Let me... Let me talk about just a few of these if I'm still laying a foundation. I may have to finish this message up tonight. Love. The Bible talks about love. That's one of the things that people, amen, are misapplying, misquoting, and pulling out of context. Hallelujah. Love didn't win when the Supreme Court said it's okay for gays to get married. But they got people wearing T-shirts all over the country saying love wins. And no, all love didn't win. The devil won. Hallelujah. And they all oh, the Bible says love. You got love, love. Oh. I'm going to tell you, you can't love nobody no more than to tell them the truth. If you know the truth, amen, and somebody's not living in the truth, and you don't tell them the truth, then you don't love them because you don't care whether they die and go to hell or not. People run around and they talk about love, and they don't know what Bible love is. Hallelujah. Most people get love and lust all mixed up anyway. Hallelujah. And here's something else that the Bible talks about that men have misapplied it. They have pulled it out of context. Come on, somebody. And that's the word judging. And that's something else. 
everybody's running around out there, well, about all the stuff about the Supreme Court and all this stuff, well, you know, don't do not the Bible say about you uh, ain't supposed to judge. Well, let me tell you what the Bible does say, and I'm not teaching about that. I can't get into it 100%. But the Bible says, don't judge according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. The Bible tells me and you to judge righteous judgment. That's the book. That's the truth. Believe it whether you want to believe it. It really don't make no difference, but it's still the Word of God. I don't know if she really said it or not. You have to take everything you see on the internet with a grain of salt. But if, look at your neighbor and say, he said if. If Dolly Parton made the statement yesterday that it that went out over the airways that she made, amen. I won't, uh, I, won't, I, won't be, I won't be listening to her music. I won't be supporting her. I mean, I don't, I don't, a lot of it I don't, I don't do anyway. But she had to put her two cents worth in, according to some news articles, about the gay marriage, giving her support of it. And she had to belittle Christian people by saying, well, these Christians going around talking about it, uh, they are committing the sin of judging, and so if judging a sin, and so that is just as bad as the gay marriage. People are so topsy-turvy, and... They take the scripture, they misapply it, pull it out of context. And I told you last week, folks, I, and the Bible does not say, you listen to this preacher, this is not my first rodeo, I have, I've dedicated my life to this book. I know what's in this book. Hallelujah. You cannot, you cannot take something in the Word of God and twist it to suit your own way of thought. Hallelujah. You cannot twist it to suit your religion or theology or way of thinking. I'm going to tell you, folks, that when Jesus Christ comes, unless there is an awakening, unless there is a revival, there's going to be a lot of people sitting on a lot of church pews that's going to be left sitting when God takes his bride away. Hallelujah. Amen. All these things we take, misapply them. Amen. Misquote them and just pull them simply out of context. Love, judging, knowing the signs that the end is imminent are not even a drop in the bucket. Yes? 
Now here's one. Here's one that a lot of people get bogged down. Well, how, why we should worry about it? Because does not the Bible say that the Lord's coming back as a thief? And I've heard people in churches, I've heard some preachers, I've heard some Bible teachers say, well, we, we can't get all, just been all shaped about it because we're not going to know nothing about it because the Bible says Jesus come back out the thief. Let me tell you something. If you hold that opinion, you better go reevaluate because you're dead wrong. The Bible does not say that. I said the word of I told you I have preached this all my life. The Bible does not say that. The Bible says that the church is going to be a light and God is going to use people in the church that's going to be like a watchman's watch standing on the wall, blasting a trumpet, trying to warn everybody, saying, look, he's coming. It's winding up. We're down here at it. Let me give you, let me give you chapter and verse for that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. You can look at it on the screen. You can turn to it in your Bible, whatever you want to do. But the times, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Before I go any further... Why did Paul tell the church about the times and the seasons? I really don't need to write you. Why? Because we already got God's Word and we got the Holy Spirit within us that's given us direction. In other words, he's, what he's telling him here, you know the times and the seasons. The Word of God gives you the signs. And the Holy Ghost inside you is going to give you warning. But of the times and the seasons, brother, you have no need that I write unto you. Go ahead. For yourself know perfectly, perfectly, that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Don't, don't go any further right now. Back, keep right there. Ah, oh, Brother Sammy, you done proved yourself wrong right there. Because you just got through saying that the Bible says he's not coming back. Amen. That's a thief to us. Hallelujah. It's time that we as God's people get serious about studying the Word of God and doing what the Bible says rightly dividing it. Because people who teach that stuff that we're not going to know they read that verse right there, and they stop at verse 2. They don't go any further. Apostle Paul told the, the people in Ephesians when he left after staying two years teaching to them, you know what he told them? He said, I have not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel of God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
That's one reason why people get so many different doctrines today. They want to get one scripture and they want to pull it out of context away from the rest of the scripture and form their own opinion on that one thing. Okay, I'll admit it says right there. You know perfectly the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Go ahead to the next verse. Verse 3. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction come up upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. Verse 4. But ye, brethren, whose brethren again? The church. And I told we was doing teaching on Wednesday night. Anytime you see that word ye, ye is plural. He's talking to everybody in the church. Not just preachers. Not just Bible teachers. But ye brethren, all of you in the body of Christ. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Hallelujah. Come on, read it and get the next verse. Ye are the children of light and children of the day, and we are not of the night nor of darkness. Hallelujah. God might never talk to you. If he don't, you need to start checking up. Why? Because if you're a child of God filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says God wants to talk to you daily. Hallelujah. The trouble is people are not listening to him. They're not turned into him. Their, their lives is filled up with too much other junk and garbage that God can't get in. Hello, somebody. Ye are children of light. We're of the day. Yes, here's how you rightly divide the word. God's coming back as a thief. But to the world, not to the church. Not to the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now let's talk about these two facts that we can't ignore. The first one is, he told them, the people that was upset because there were some folks teaching stuff that Jesus had already come and it was all over with and, and all that. He spoke a prophecy. And the first fact or first prophecy, he said, that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. I want to talk about the spirit of apostasy. Now, dear hearts, we are living in the day and hour that we're seeing this stuff unfold. And it's important. Forget about your pride. Sometimes some people get wrong on some things in the Bible, and because of their pride, they, they, they refuse to ever admit they're wrong. The Lord taught me a lesson about that a long time ago. After God opened his understanding to me about what salvation was really about and who Jesus really was, I remember praying a prayer. I says, God, don't let me ever get too big for my britches. 
to where I can't never admit if, I, if I'm wrong again. Because I've been, Lord, I, I done seen I've been wrong about some things, and God, I can be wrong about anything. I'm not in, hey, huh. although they believe a lie, but I'm, I mean, uh, we're, we're Protestant, not, not, we're not Catholics, hallelujah. And uh, the Catholics believe that the Pope is infallible. I'm going to tell you, uh, there ain't a man on this planet that's infallible. There ain't a man on this planet Earth that's not capable of messing up and falling and even, even having wrong thoughts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this falling away, this fact that's got to happen, I have had this talk to me, and I have had it preached, and there have been many people in the past who take this scripture and they use it and said, well, they have a church, have a church service, maybe, and they got three people show up, and they get, get up and say, well, you know, look around, we're in a, we're in a falling away. That's not what this scripture's talking about. The falling away does not got nothing to do with numbers. It ain't got anything to do with numbers. He wasn't he didn't even have numbers on his mind. Hallelujah. He the when he said a falling away was coming, he was not referring to, well, back when you used to have a hundred, it's gonna fall away and you're gonna have about fifteen to twenty. You're off the trail, Jack. Hallelujah. Amen. You're on the wrong trail. If you stay on the same trail you're on, you ain't going to never catch up with Jesse James because he's trying on another different trail. Hallelujah. Take the time. Take the time. Get you a strong concordance. You, you don't have to went to Bible college like... Uh, like some and, and, and study Greek like some some have done. Just take a strong concordance. Look up this this falling away right here according to the strongs to the Greek. What and the words you will find is apostasy. The great apostasy. He said the apostasy is gonna come before Jesus does. What in the world is apostasy? It's a falling away from truth. It's falling away from the, the established doctrine and foundational truth, amen, that has always been set. You want me to give you an example? I'll give you an example. When the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage, they committed apostasy. This, that's what makes what's happening now worse than any other time in history because what's happening now has never been sanctioned by a government. This government was, was built upon Christian principles and this government now has fallen away from those principles. They have committed apostasy. That is a falling away. That is what he said was going to happen right before Jesus comes. Woo. 
he said there'd be a time that people would not want to hear truth. Hallelujah. They'll heap to themselves teachers having each and ears. They won't. Ah, you know, hey. If you want, if you want the congregation to grow up overnight and fill up this place overnight, and maybe you ought to consider getting rid of me and getting one of these feel-good preachers that pats people on the back, makes everybody feel good. The kind of preaching I do is not popular much anymore. It used to be everywhere. Hallelujah. It used to be everywhere. I'm going to tell you something. The Baptist church, the Baptist churches that I grow, grew up in, man, them Baptist preachers back then, they stomped on toes a whole lot harder than what us Pentecostal preachers are doing today. Hallelujah. They lived holier lives than what a lot of Pentecostals are living today. I know I was there. I seen it. I witnessed it. The fact is a falling away. And the falling away ain't got nothing to do with how many people you got on the pews. I can, we can have this church filled up with everybody on every pew and still have every one of them in apostasy. Every one of them falling away from truth. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Huh? Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We are in the falling away. It's happening. Right before Jesus is coming. That's why I tell you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're in the middle of apostasy. People are calling evil good. Hallelujah. Our president walks away after he makes his speech. He said, we, America, should be proud today. Turn around walk back to the White House. America needs to be hanging their face in shame and disgust. You know what upsets me? And, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm going I'm to quit right there. I'm going to finish this tonight. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what bothers me most. I grew up in the area of the Cold War. I remember, I remember in the 60s going to the fair, down at the fairgrounds, and I remember one year there was a company uh, had, a, uh, had built a fallout shelter, and people 
as he was leaving the fairground area where all the rods was going up the hill, uh, where all the exhibits was, there was this company that's going around building fallout shelters because they thought that they thought that uh, was imminent between us and Russia. I remember having drills at school. They would cause us to get out of our seat and get under the desk and cover up our heads in case uh, the, uh, the alarm, not, not for tornado, all the buildings downtown in Nashville, there would be certain buildings that would have these signs on them that said fallout shelter. And people were being trained because they didn't know what was going to happen. Why? Because a country that was called godless and atheistic, amen, was threatening us. The other day, in a photo op, and I realize, I understand, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not naive here, I, I, I know he... I know he's using, using this as propaganda too. But to think, he and the president of Russia that we've always known to be godless and atheistic standing between two priests of the Russian Orthodox Church giving a statement about America and said that America's administration has turned America into a godless sewer. I'm sitting here, I said, is this coming from the president of Russia? Russia calling America a godless sewer? Even he sees, and like I said, we know, I mean, I doubt very much he's, just, he, he's using it as a propaganda. But to think about some statement like that, the see, you see how the world sees us today? Oh, God. That's what I said last week, you know, don't, don't, some of the things you might hear me preach, don't mistake me of being angry or getting mad because as you see, I got tears in my eyes right now. This stuff is breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. And it's also fulfilling the word of God. We're right down here at the end time. I want Brother Darrell to get on up, if you don't mind, get a course. I'm going to continue this Message and lesson tonight, Lord willing. He said that day won't come except there be a falling away, an apostasy, a, a turning away from truth, a turning away from what's right. Hallelujah. And and and, and that 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 law that Supreme Court made about that is not the only godless law they pass here lately. That's not the only thing. I mean, you know, and, and, and let me say this. Don't don't get on your high horses, high horses about that. Right now, more than ever before, churches need to show people love that's caught up in that lifestyle. 
They can't, they, they can't, you can't afford to have them to think that you hate them. We don't hate nobody. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But they can be delivered just like an alcoholic can. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't try to strike up an argument with them because some of them are out for an argument. I had, I had one tell me, said, well, uh, I, was, I was born this way. You know, that's, that's the big thing now. I'm, I was born that way. And uh, instead of jumping on his case and trying to start an argument or whatever, I said, yeah, I was born a liar, cheat, and steal, stealer. I got, but I got born again. <laughs> Hallelujah. We were all, every one of us was born to everything imaginable ain't right. Hallelujah. You, 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 may, you, you may never committed a murder before you got right with God, but I'm going to tell you what, everybody in here was born with murder in their heart. If you've been, a lot of it has to do maybe the way you was raised. If you raised, even though you wasn't raised in a Christian home, you maybe was raised with a little more value to respect different things. But what I'm telling you, every one of us was born with the capacity and capabilities to break every commandment plus, plus more. Hallelujah. It's like, it's like Dwight Moody said when he walked down the streets of Chicago many years ago, and he, and he seen that one old land in the gutter. A lot of other churchgoers was walking by, ridiculing, calling things. But when he walked by and he looked and he saw, he says, there lies Dwight Moody except by the grace of God. I'd hate to think where I'd be if it wasn't for God's grace. And it's God's grace allowing you to be sitting here on this Sunday morning. Let's stand together. If anybody wants prayer, we invite you to come today. Hallelujah.